All right, it's Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me as always. Uh, Patrick's just kind of ashamed nothing happened over the weekend. Maybe we should not even do a show today because no, just kidding. We, we did a, I did a special edition with Randy Johnson yesterday, so we'll get to go for hockey here in a, in a little bit. But uh, Patrick, um, I think it's no, no brainer that we would start talking about the Timberwolves because that game Sunday had a little bit of everything. Um, just to recap in case you missed it, everybody. Um, Rudy Gobert tries to punch Kyle Anderson in the second quarter, gets sent home by the team at halftime because of reportedly the uh, the tensions escalated again at halftime. Um, but that's only part of it. Um, Jade McDaniel's frustrated with being in foul trouble, punched a wall, broke his broke a bone somewhere in his his hand. He's out. Um, and in the midst of all this, they rally from double digits, beat the Pelicans, get the eight seed, and now they're going to play the Lakers tomorrow. Is that about right? That's uh, that's uh, pretty much what happened, and uh, you know it would be. Uh, I'm sure that Rudy Gobert would be the uh, win the biggest idiot of the day contest, but I'm not saying it's a it's a layup there. I think Jaden McDaniel should get much more credit for yes. being a moron in this case, and I'd like to see them slap a little fifty thousand dollar fine on him too for being this stupid. Uh, to basically eliminate any chance you have of beating the Lakers on Tuesday. They can't. They can get Rudy out there. They can take him with them or not. It doesn't make any difference. He, uh, you know, he'll, he, he won't turn that game around, but they needed McDaniels to try to guard some of the, the, uh, the Lakers. And now uh, he's, he's gosh, what a moron, what a immature child he is. And then Rudy, uh, you know, the rumor was in Utah, half his team hated him. And uh, now we're trying out why. Now we're finding out why. He's, uh, he's uh, you know, just a whiner. He's a whiner and he can't, he's not an adult. He, you know, his referee whining a couple of weeks ago or 10 days ago was ridiculous. And then yesterday, this is unbelievable that he would throw it. But now Anderson's obviously got a smart mouth on him. We yes. all love him. But uh, it is uh, part of the incredible thing that uh, even BSM, the greatest homers in the history of sports, could pass up a chance to show Rudy throwing a punch at Kyle Anderson. Right. In the, this is like one of the what three greatest days in franchise history would you say as far as <laughs> describing what this franchise is yes this is, this is the greatest this is i mean right there i i I'd always thought one of my one of my favorite moments was when jr uh missed his uh morning press conference with some phony baloney excuse and then uh before he was introduced that evening Sid Hartman threatened to punch Jack McCloskey for not drafting uh, Caleb Chady. And uh, you had two uh, you had two guys, uh, one in their 70s and the other in his 60s, threatened to punch each other at a press conference introducing J.R. Raider. That was pretty good. But this is, uh, this is something else because this is done by the players. And uh, what a franchise. I mean, they're just they, – I've never thought – whether I'd like to be the beat writer on a crazy crew like that or <laughs> yeah. it would just drive me crazy. But it's uh, poor Chris Hine, our guy. He's uh, working on a story on Kyle Anderson's <laughs> yeah. leadership. 
I and just he's pulled... got this quote from Lee from Rudy. I just pulled it up. Yeah. Quote, yeah, this quote from Rudy. And and he he gets his plane, he misses his flight because they cancel his flight or something. He doesn't get back there. And while he's trying to get back here, he finds out that Rudy punched Kyle. It's uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about him. Let me read the quote quick, and then we can keep going. He said the the quote that he got, and this was from this wasn't like something from two months ago. This was from like two days ago. This was from a day yeah. before this happened. Chris tweeted that he he had gotten it on uh, on Saturday. He said. The quote was, Kyle wants to win. This is Rudy Gobert talking. Kyle wants to win, and sometimes he's a little aggressive in the way he talks, but I don't take it personally. <laughs> I receive it in a positive way because it comes from a place of wanting me to be the best Rudy I can be and wanting us to win. I love his competitiveness, love the way he plays the game, the way he makes others around him better. He's been a huge part of this year. <laughs> unbelievable. I, uh, I, it is unbelievable. I don't know I, what they're going to do. They're being this being Minnesota and us being so sensitive, they probably uh, not take him out there with them. I guess we'll find out later today. But obviously, we'll find out later today. But I'd I'd take him. I'd have him play. I mean, but I'd ask the team too. I'd say, okay, what do you think? Do you want him on your team or not? Right. And, uh, if they if they don't want him, then then don't take him with you. But I, I, you know, and, and then in the NBA where the team rules all, you got Tori and Prince and guys like this. Let's forget, let's not forget another thing going on here is they don't have Nas Reed Man, no. with the broken wrist. And now they don't have McDaniels who's being more, you know what, when they have the list of injuries, how they describe what the injuries are, yeah. they should, in parentheses, they should put more on. After, <laughs> or, uh, Parentheses yeah. wall. Dave McDaniel's moron, but uh, uh, I I don't know it's uh, what, what to do with them. But when when you think when you think that they've given up four number one draft choices, oh, for yeah. this guy five total if you count Walker Kessler, yeah, yes, including half the roster that's going to be playing against them Tuesday because uh, they ended up all going to L.A. Yeah. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt and those fellas just Beasley, be D'Lo, yeah, laughing, saying, "Bring them on!" <laughs> yeah, I I got the Lakers by twenty five on uh, Tuesday night. No matter if Rudy plays or not, it's uh, you know it's, I don't think it's a great advantage that they. Uh, well, you you would have had to go out there either way that they won. Okay, they they claimed eighth place, and Anthony right. was Anthony was great down the stretch, and they come back, but. You know, that's the other thing, Mike. We always talk about distractions in sports. The media, we're always high on distraction. Will that be a distraction? Yesterday, they've never been a more distracted team in the history that's of true. Man, And they come back and win. I think it's the modern athlete. They don't care about any of this crap. They just think these guys are are uh are idiots and uh it, it's it's fantastic though it's it just it's it's so timberwolfy that it's it's just amazing well and the season makes more sense now right doesn't it just the fact that they've been so way up way down <laughs> um, never yes. any consistency it's probably because there's been this there's probably been all this internal tension throughout the whole year and sometimes they pull together and play well and sometimes they hate each other and yes, can't beat right. these terrible teams like it, some it, some in some ways this little scuffle, um, we called which 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 KG by the way called a light scuffle on on Twitter. I love that. Nothing like a 
Uh, Red KG's tweet, nothing like a light scuffle to tighten up the screws before the playoffs. Let's go to <laughs> rules. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of contextualizes the season, by the way, I did a kind of a, a, a humorous, but, uh, but telling Twitter poll yesterday, I said, are you team Kyle or team Rudy? We've got uh, 1647 votes and we got 90% on team Kyle right now. So, yeah. uh, it tells you where the fan base is at on, uh, on who they, who they back in this, uh, in this case. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, you know, it's just a, and you, you, you make a good, good point. I hadn't thought of that, but maybe this is, you know, Finch was quoted as saying maturity has been a problem for this team all year. Yeah. And, uh, he's, uh, how would you like to be him? Wow. You know, he's, he's this calm guy. Right. Who, this who tactician. Gets, yeah. Who tries to, you know, who, who makes excuses for all of them. You know, generally speaking, although once in a while, he'll, you know, he'll, you know, he's not complete BSer, but I mean, what can he say? He's got to answer the questions too. Yes. Connolly released this statement. I uh, saw that. Thank you, Tim. Um, the uh, chairman of the Turkey Committee, by the way, oh. late last night, late last night. <laughs> Uh, I announced that seven and a half months is way too much lead time, uh, but he can never recall having a uh, more uh, a more solid favorite seven and a half months in advance than Tim Connolly right now. <laughs> what eight million a year for this? Yes. Tim? What? My, uh, oh, my favorite God. is when the Wolves fans who hate him call uh, spell his name K A H N. N e e n e l l y on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least David, you know, unlike Connolly, David wouldn't shut up, so you could get quotes from him as he tries to explain himself. That's true. That's true. He, got, great- he got oh, in trouble my- on your old radio station, did oh, he yeah. not? So we got him fined fifty thousand. Maggie and I had him on, and and he. He said that uh, Malik Bleas- Beasley had promised not Malik Beasley. Uh, uh, the, the other Beasley, oh, Michael, yeah, Michael, Beasley. Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley had promised to stop drinking his smoking as much pot on, yeah. on the show. And uh, yeah, he was the gift that kept on giving. Yes. So the guy Connolly just hides once in a while. And he came yes. out. He had, Pereira had a good interview with him about two weeks ago, but or three weeks ago, maybe. But uh, uh, you know, I don't, it's just. They put the diss and dysfunction, that's for sure, all the time, everybody, for 30 years. It's, uh, it's amazing. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, obviously, there's still games to play right now. And you know, uh, who knows what happens Tuesday? This team is so hot, cold, up, down. Whenever you think they're going to lose, they win. Whenever you think they're going to win, they lose. I think you're right. The Lakers are playing well. The Lakers might have the best record in the West since the All-Star break. So that's... 17-6, yeah. Yeah, 17-6. that's hard. And then, you know, they put... They would have a home game after that to get the eight seed. They could play Denver if they get through all that. But at some point in the next 
few days or the next couple of weeks, the offseason is going to hit. And this game 82 makes the offseason a lot more complicated for Mr. Tim Connolly, just because if we were thinking at some point that, you know, something needed to happen with this roster and maybe the thing that needed to happen is a town's trade. Like, how do you how do you approach the offseason now having what happened yesterday hanging over it in terms of it seems like there's some sort of so there's something going on with with Gobert and the team and I don't know what it is exactly but maybe it's just a one-off but this feels like it complicates the offseason to me yeah I think you're making a very good point there I thought that uh, you know when cat looks like an adult in the room you're really in trouble but uh yeah I I they they are so up against it because if they keep Cat and Gobert, I don't think they can sign Nazareed, can they? No, I don't uh, think so. I don't think Nas would want to stay for that. No, no, not not for. Uh, you're right. So yeah, I I don't know. They're just it's a, just a complete mess, and I don't know how he gets them out of how he get out of it. And you'd really, you know, we we I think a lot of us said, okay, you know, we thought, what are they giving up here? What are they doing? Giving up all these draft choices. And then you thought, well, hey, they, this guy's supposed to be smart. He built the Denver thing. There must be something going on here. Who knew that uh, Rudy was, you know, he, he, I, I didn't know enough about him except he started COVID in this country. All I know is he cut us down, shut us down because of COVID. But, uh, uh, and I'd seen him play defense and stuff. I had no idea he was a moron, too. So, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't know where they go from here. I really don't. And uh, luckily, they got Ant, and the right. fans love Ant, and the crowds this year were great. Really, yes. they, you know, I looked something up though. The NBA uh, last year they were twenty first in attendance, averaging a little over sixteen thousand. This year, they're averaging I don't know now more because of yesterday they had a bigger crowd, but. They're averaging about 16, seven and a half, and they're 27th in the league. Wow. Everybody, the NBA's had a great year at the gate and uh, as far as interest and everything. But at their soul, they're still the Timberwolves, and I don't know what it is. But yesterday, <laughs> rates, yesterday rates is, uh, I don't know, craziest day in franchise history? It's one of them. I mean, especially when you yeah. combine it with, you know, game 82, getting into the eight seed, at least giving themselves. A couple chances at uh, not just making the playoffs, but let's not forget a couple chances of avoiding the lottery. Where as slim as the odds might be, they could yep. uh, they could end up owing a pick to Utah if uh, if they wind up in the lottery this year. Um, and part of you know, and the shame of this too is Ant had you know a game where he <laughs> he had a lot of stats, including eight turnovers yesterday. Yes. but he had. 26 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, four steals, and four blocks, including this block on McCollum towards the end yeah, of the game. It was right. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, this this it overshadowed, you know, a very a you know, another one of these kind of transcendent games by him where you you realize that they can build this all around him if they can just figure this out a little bit. <laughs> and I mean he was massive down the stretch. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. And uh you know, that was the best I've seen him play in a long time down the stretch. He was, you know, he was sick for a while. and they, He had the ankle. Wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah, he had the ankle. He wasn't making shots. Uh, he wasn't getting to the basket hardly at all. And yesterday he was, a, you know, just a warrior trying to get there. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's. 
as I said, it just gives me this message about the modern athletes. If there ever there was a team that should have said, "Ah, the hell with it." <laughs> not you our know, day. <laughs> you know, it's not it. You know, if I ever there was going to say, "Yeah, yeah," you know, we're fourteen down. Right. We got morons running all. We got two morons, one with a broken hand, the other one with right. a sent home like he was a third grader, and uh, you know. I, I pointed out that uh, uh, Rudy shouldn't feel bad because Daniel Weigertine and I both got sent home from school when we were in the fourth grade for swearing at the same game. So, you know, we got sent home. We've been, we've all been sent home. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, most of us were 10. Right. You know, when that happened, not 30 making right. millions, but yeah, if ever there's a team that should have said, ah, what do we care if we've, if we uh, have to, if we're ninth or eighth, what do we care? Right. Let, let New Orleans have it. It should have been right. this one. Right. So, in a way, we should be proud of them. Yes. If, they, if, if there wasn't, if there wasn't this incredible blemish that has them once again as a national joke, because you know you can't go on the internet today. The number one sports thing yes. on the internet is the Timberwolves fighting the punch yes. you know how many punch their ticket jokes are there gonna be <laughs> right. Uh, you know, right every headline of the newspaper every headline in the country says timberwolves punch ticket to eight <laughs> it's i don't know it's uh i wish i had more insight into these and mcdaniel's is just a quiet you know kind yeah. of kid whenever i've been around him he doesn't say much so yeah He's, uh, you know, and he's been a very erratic, but when he's good, he's really good. And Gobert, I don't know. I don't obviously know anything about him, but uh, it's, I've seen him, you know, he's a pretty good talker and stuff like yeah. that. But I, I don't know. I don't, you know, you keep hearing guys that know people from Utah who say uh, they couldn't stand him out there either. So we'll, we'll find yeah. out. I guess <laughs> I, I say play him though. What the hell? Just roll with it. Just go with it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think we'll learn a lot about how deep this problem is by whether they leave him here or not. Yeah, that's right. You're right. It's it. You're right. It's uh, but it's, that's a good idea. That's a good thought you have. Maybe this is why this, this is because every day they have to make a decision on whether they like each other or not. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Right. Can you, can they? Because he's got to fly I with mean, him if he's going to go. Gonna I go. mean, all year long, fifty-two games with a sore calf, and we kept saying, "Boy, you know what? What kind of message is Cat sending the team?" Yeah. Now we're saying, "Well, watch, you know, Cat was out there fighting, and right, yesterday, and was, oh, good old Cat was out there as a team leader yesterday. Unbelievable! Can't have guys fighting on the plane; they'll turn this plane right around. Well, well <laughs> yeah, well. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they they did the Gophers hockey team a favor. We didn't spend the first twenty minutes yes. talking about the uh, national title game Saturday. Although, like I said, Randy Johnson and I did a special edition yesterday to uh, to get some of that out there. Um, you got to feel. I see. You, gotta, you know, I think you feel bad, especially for for Motsko. He just looked like you know his post game presser. He was just so down. Obviously, and this was this was just this was their year. They had the two nothing lead. Playing a playing a very good team. I think Quinnipiac was better than I realized they were, but Way they just couldn't there. couldn't get anything going there in the in the last thirty minutes. They had like barely any. They had two shots in the third period, and 
I don't know, Patrick. I don't know. That was that was the team. That was the year. That one's like like Bob Mosco said. That one's going to hurt for a long time if you follow that program or if you're in that program. Yeah, they won't have this kind of talent again. They're going to no. have talent, but they won't have you know the, this you know nieces. Uh, you know, you got niece going to Toronto, and they can't wait to get him. And Faber's probably going to be playing for the wow. Wild in the playoffs, and uh, you know. Cooley's probably going to take off now. And uh, I, I think it's going to cause a lot of them five or six, uh, five or, you know, and then they got the two senior defensemen. They're, they're going to take off to look Coleman uh, Johnson. So, but the whole thing is there's a big debate now. The, 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 the hardcore uh, Gophers uh, hockey crowd is blaming that think their hockey experts are blaming it on Moscow. And they thought it was a strategy, try to, get into the shell and right. hold the lead, but I'm not sure they could get out of the shell. They never want to, you know, how many times uh, they're down in their own end. They were down in their own end. So somebody said they, you know, he just, he just let them skate free coming into their, coming into the Gophers end. Well, you know, 16 of the minutes, they were already in the Gophers end. I know. 20 minutes, you know, they didn't have to skate in. And then they didn't win a face-off for how yes. long? Yes. You're, you're trying to kill that, uh, you know, when you, you get the penalty and you're trying to kill the penalty and you're trying to relieve the pressure and you can't win a face-off for, I, I don't know how many face-offs there were the last 10 minutes. But I, I can't remember when they really needed one where they could throw the puck out when the penalty was, when they were trying to kill that penalty. They couldn't win a, they couldn't win a face-off. They... Uh, I talked to Louie last night. That was he was complaining about. Yeah. And I talked to a couple other guys. And, um, you know, they they weren't impressed with the Gophers' uh, aggressiveness. But I'm not sure they were capable of being aggressive because they just were – these guys were stronger than them. They were, they were maybe better, you know, maybe better coach, maybe had a better idea what they wanted to do than the Gophers did. But the Gophers – Never had anybody, you know, be able to move the puck out of the zone. I can't believe your whole strategy is to stay down in your own end for uh, 15 minutes and to try to hold the lead. That somebody was, if if they'd ever won a battle for a puck and skated it out, uh, it might have been a different looking game. They never, they never had any chances. It was uh, yeah, incredible. it was just an incredible domination of a team. I mean, you go back to how they looked against Boston U in the third period. Yeah, they're just flying, you know? right? And and they never this the Quinnipiac just. I think Quinnipiac. You know, I don't care about NHL draft choices and everything. I think they were better. I think, I think they, they, were, they were better team. Yeah, especially. I mean, yeah. that day they were. I agree with that. Yeah. And I I don't know exactly what was going on either. Whether it was. They got tired. They got just outplayed if it was a bad matchup. But you're right. Even even when you play a defensive style, and Moscow said the the, the way they were playing was not by design ex- exactly. That was, that was what he said. And even when you're playing a defensive style or trying to hold a lead late in the game, you're not trying to play in your own end. You're trying to get it to no. the, trying to get it to center, get it in, get a little four check going, spend some time down the other team's zone just so it doesn't feel like it's this kind of one-sided affair. You you don't want you want to play a lot of neutral zone hockey. You don't want to play a lot of yes. hockey in your own end. Yeah, they were down there all the time. There was you know, I mean the ballsy move by the uh coach to uh, pull his goalie when he's at his power play. I'll say that, but uh you know, you never did the puck ever cross the 
uh, did the puck ever leave the zone in that in that situation? I don't think it did. I mean, they got two shots, so it's a couple times, yeah. but not much. That was it was yeah, well, very one with three minutes to go, one three minutes in, and one was one with three minutes left. Those were the only yeah. two shots in the period. I know it. Unbelievable! It was just an incredible domination, and 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 just after you've watched that team quite a bit. Uh, you you couldn't believe what you were watching, so you want to blame somebody beyond you want to blame somebody more than Quinnipiac, and you can't believe that because you know all the draft choices and yes, uh, Gophers have, and you you presume Gophers are a better team, but they weren't not no. the, not not the last two periods. I mean that that it wasn't just the third period. They were the better team in the second period, Quinnipiac. So yeah, even at two nothing, I didn't have a great feeling about that game. It just seemed like no. there was something about the way the ice was tilted that didn't feel right to me. No, worst leading hockey. Two nothing. They baby. always say worst leading hockey. Two nothing. So yeah, it's too bad. I was, uh, you know, Moscow's a good dude, and uh, yeah, he is. Like, and it seemed like uh, this team had. Uh, you know, Faber came back to try to win it. And uh, how about, the, you know what? Uh, I had this one thought, one of my favorite moments in the history of uh, American sports was when you used to watch Frank Broyles on, uh, the, the, when Frank Broyles was on with Keith, Keith Jackson doing the games. And, oh, yeah. and, and he'd always say, Pete, where was the safety man? <laughs> and where was the safety man? And uh, <laughs> bellow that out every once in a while. And on that winning goal, I said, oh, yeah. "Where was the safety man?" Yeah, how do you what get ten seconds into there? overtime? Yeah, what, what happened? What I don't know. Happened? Where was the safety? Back up! They're yeah, breaking out of there. God Almighty, it was unbelievable. Apparently, they've run that play off the base off a couple of times and got themselves goals. Win uh, a PX. So, uh, yeah, it 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 also hurt. It also hurts to lose to a school that you know had to didn't have D one hockey till nineteen ninety nine, and none of us know anything about it. We, yes, you but, lose to Boston U or Boston College or right. something. You can you can explain it, but Quinnipiac. Yes, come on. lost to an off-brand, not a name <laughs> yeah, brand. That's right. It's a, that's right. It was the first you know their what? first national championship in anything, from what I understood. Yes. Well, well you know what? First what? hockey game I ever listened to on the radio, nineteen fifty-four. Uh-huh. Didn't ever never seen a hockey game and didn't see one for about six more years. Uh they lost to they beat somebody fourteen to one in the semifinals of the national tournament which was only a four-team tournament okay. and then they got beat by rensselaer polytechnic oh, yeah. institute rpi never yeah. heard of they yeah. lost the rpi and as a nine-year-old kid i couldn't believe they lost the rpi and now as a 77 year old man i can't believe they lost to quinnipiac for goodness sakes that's hockey anyway Last two title games, we lost to Quinnipiac and Union. Those last two. Oh, yeah, uh, Union, too. Yeah, but Union was like all grandpas. They were all yeah. like 26 years old, all of that kids and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they were just these old men. And that gopher team wasn't nearly as good. No, as no. Not, this here, was, not in the same yard. As this this was their best team since 2002. Yes, yes, I thought Most so. Most talented. 
Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to shake off. That's for sure. Cause they won't, you know, they got a commitment from this super duper star for 2004. Well, I can't 24. remember. Yeah. No, he's going to be the number one. He could be the number one pick in the NHL draft. And he's from Boston. Boston. Oh, yeah. Area. Yeah. And he, so they beat him. But he hasn't signed yet, obviously. Yeah. You've got to know that they're all working. Are you sure you want to go out there? Right, they, right. You know, BC and BU and all of them are trying to get him to change his mind. And of course, the Gophers can't whine if that happens because they stole Logan Cooley. Logan Cooley. From, uh, Michigan. From, uh, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, anyway, yeah, very disappointing to say the least. And, uh, but, uh, I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it can all be blamed on strategy, like the Gopher fans, a lot of the Gopher fans want it to be. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's just, uh, yeah, I think it was just one of those games where everybody expected one thing. And you're right. I think you made a good point where, when a game like that goes sideways, you want to blame somebody. And the easiest thing is to say, you went too conservative when maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that, but maybe a lot of it was just, they got it taken to them. Um, Patrick, you were at the twins over the weekend. They took two out of three from the Astros, which is a good sign relative to last year in particular, when they got beat bad six times by Houston and did not win any, but you found a, uh, a younger, enthusiastic crowd that kind of likes these uh, faster games. Did you not? Yes, I did. They uh, was uh, uh, actually uh, see they didn't have any. They told me Saturday that they weren't going to have anybody at Sunday's games because we don't go to games on Easter for some reason. We all got to go to Grandma's house, I guess. But they only had. But Saturday they had a really, you know, the crowd kept getting larger, twenty six thousand. I looked out there at the bar and uh, saw all these people hanging out there at the on the two decks, and uh, I it wasn't really. I I just thought I'd what I wanted to do is just walk out there and and see what people thought about the speed up rules, right? Yeah. And, you know, because I if if they were as enthused about it as I was, you know, yes. But I ran into this collection of downtown many, you know, that's we we forget how many people are living downtown now and yes. more and more by the day. And they're all, they're not all, but most of them are either 28 year old recently married couples that don't have kids yet yep. or, uh, or, you know, 30, 30-year-old singles who are working places. Some of them, a lot of them work out in the suburbs and live downtown because they yeah. love the North Loop and they love that whole idea. And they're also, they want to do something. You know, they're down, yeah. downtown, they want to do something. And uh, the ballpark's pretty close and they're letting them in for 50 bucks a month. You can do yes, that's amazing. You want. And, and anyway, I, I talked to this crew of people out there and the uh, and uh yeah they're they're i mean two hardcore baseball fans but then also 20 of their friends there you know and uh who are just having a good time but everybody likes the fact i think it's you it's now safe i use the words to go to a ball game to say hey you all want to go to the ball game because it's only two and a half hours, right? Yeah, it <laughs> makes mean, a difference. In the past, it was two and a half hours too, but you left in the sixth inning. Yes, right? you didn't see Nobody the ending. Nobody ever stayed yeah. for the end. Now you can, right. you can, you know, you can 
if you're living downtown, so you're not to have to beat traffic, you know, you walk back home and there's, there's this crowd there and you, you wonder why they have these $50 tickets. And then as I wrote, and then you find out they're, the twins are trying to get those, all those kids, all those younger people living downtown to come to 10 ball games a year. Cause what else is there to do? You know? Yeah. How about, how much do you think the local bars are enjoying uh, having uh, having these faster games. I saw you a know? picture of Cowboy Jacks the the other day, and it was crawling with people. So yeah, well, but it starts at six forty now. But most of the weekday night games, and this is when the youngsters downtown are looking. You know, there's it's not like they're not going to go out on a Tuesday night. You know, <laughs> yes, right. And, and so now it's you know even if they stay to the end of the game, it's over at nine ten. They right. gotta go get a drink before they go. You can't just go back home, can you? Yeah, you got all unless that time on your hands. Right? It's, yeah, unless somebody, unless you meet one another down there someplace. But it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it had a really uh, terrific vibe. I thought on uh, Saturday it was a nice day, and there was a, uh, you know, the crowd was. They sold sixty three hundred tickets on the day of the game, so. Uh, uh, and it's a little easier. You don't have to line up at the box office anymore. You just do it right. on your app. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think. I think that. I you know the poll ads are. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, what a this huge building that's getting built behind the yeah. apartment building. It's enormous. No, oh, yeah, have like ten floors to go, and the poll ads have the Four Seasons, which is a different crowd. Obviously, the 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 units they have there are million something, but. But this is an apartment building, and then you're saying, oh, geez, people are going to be able to watch the game for free. And they're saying, fine, get more people down. Everybody, if you're the Twins, you're the Timberwolves, you want people downtown, don't you? Yes. Living, living downtown. And uh, that's uh, that's the crowd they're that, – that's part of the crowd they're trying to get. If they can get, you know – 3,000 of those people to show up every Saturday, that'll be, that'll be a nice boost because – they don't. They spend fifty bucks for a ticket for a month, but then they go in and drink beers and don't care how much it costs. You right. know? So, yeah. Anyway, that's it's kind of the. It's not the soccer crowd, but it's kind of the same vibe as the soccer yep. crowd. I yep. Anyway. I get you. I, I think you're right. That kind of younger crowd. I think the soccer crowd's more kind of diehard soccer. But you know, I think some of the people you talked to were, you know, baseball fans that maybe were turned off on the game for a while or were, you know, not into yes. it. And, you know, you get, if you get lured in by the fact that you can get in cheap and the game's going to move faster, you're probably going to stick with it longer. It's just, it's not, yeah. it's not rocket science, but it's smart, right? It's yeah, smart. It is. And I, I got some feedback on, uh, when the column got tweeted out that, uh, from people say, yeah, I was, I was downstairs in left field, uh, in the, not in left field, but down in the lower deck and in the, in left field, he said, Everybody, 10 to 1 was all youthful, you yeah. know, 28, 30 people. Not with uh, not with great attention to the game, but with enough to know that it was that when they looked out there, something was happening anyway. And it, it is incredible, isn't it, Mike? That, yeah. Uh, they, now, I saw they had a 348 yesterday. I've been checking time. Okay. That was a 12-inning game with a lot okay. of runs. So, okay. Well, that's, but, know. but, I mean, there was – uh, Saturday's game was yeah. nine, nine to six. Yeah, nine to six. A lot of action. 
20, 33, uh, 16 strikeouts for the Twins or 17. Yeah. And it was 227. It's amazing. It is amazing how well it's working. And I did after the game say, uh, uh, Rocco did his little thing and, uh, yeah. he was done. And I said, Hey, Rocco, uh, in the in the great inventions in the history of the Western civilization, where would you put the pitch clock? It's yeah, eleven out of ten. I saw say that. Yeah. It ever happened? Yeah, it's unbelievable how the. I don't know the. Some of the players aren't as all one hundred percent in, but the guys like Rocco and the coaches and every and the umpires and everybody else love it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the team itself has been pretty good too. They're six and three. I know they lost. Yesterday, but they're winning two out of every three so far. They're getting pretty good starting pitching still. I know Ryan gave up <clears throat> four the other day, and Malley gave up some yesterday, so it's not going to be zero or one every game. And if they can, you know, they got some injuries in the outfield starting to pile up a little bit, but if they can hit just enough, they, they, they'll they be all, they'll be okay this year at least. Well, the first two games, they struck out 33 Astros, and the Astros based their whole success on putting the ball in play, right? They're the yes. team. Now, they got a little different lineup this year than they did because now yes. they're not playing. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it was – I mean, they got power arms. And Joe Ryan, Joe Ryan pitched great except for three minutes. That was yeah. the fastest rally in history. They scored four runs, it, you know, a couple of first pitch hits, then a walk or something, then a boom that Alvarez right. hit a home run. I saw that. Uh, I said it was a complete rocket. I saw, and so I, I just happened to see on a crawl, 116 miles an hour Whew. was the second fastest ball hit this year or something. So it was just boom, boom. Even the you know, I was thinking every other four run rally I've seen in the last ten years took twenty minutes. Yeah, this one took three. <laughs> you know, so it was. A, it's a. I think I think it really has rescued, almost rescued the game from. Yes. Because that all of the all of the you know the number one excuse you heard for not going ah it's uh, it's so slow I can't stand right. it blah blah and. They, that excuse is gone. It's yeah. uh, incredible. Yeah. And I'll put up with two strikes or two balls called during the game because somebody's, you know. Not ready to go. Somebody, there was a debate on this yesterday. Uh, and uh, I saw somebody said, well, every sport has rules. You got to follow them. You know, everybody, you know, you, okay. It, you hate to see a strike called, but every sport has a rule. So, yeah. so that's, yeah. you know. You don't, you don't shoot a free throw. Yeah. yeah. You don't shoot a free throw within 10 seconds, you lose your free throw. You don't <laughs> yes, uh, you right. don't get the playoff in football, you get a 5-yard penalty. Like it's just pay attention yeah. to the time. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's been great so far. Boy, that yeah, I don't know if you saw much of the game yesterday, but that kid for Houston. Whoop, look out, Hunter. Yeah, Brown. he can pitch. Yeah, he can pitch. Man, he had some <laughs> nasty stuff. So it is they had to do something, Mike, and I think they still might have to move the foot, the mound back a foot or so because these guys are throwing too hard. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, just they're... it's impossible to hit. Whether you're getting, whether you're in the box for, you know, whether you get to walk around for three minutes or you just get in the box, these guys are still really hard to hit because the stuff is so good. It's un... that poor guy who came up to bat against her. Johan Durant at the end of the game Saturday in the shadows. Oh, yeah. He couldn't strike out 
fast enough. No. Three pitchers, you know. So yeah, yeah, the pitching is so good, but uh, the game is. I can't believe that Rob Banford actually did something to help the yeah, game. Exactly, I, I'm with it's you. Fantastic. He's done. He tried his. He's tried his best to ruin things for several years, but man, he just when you think he he went and did something that might have saved it. Yeah. No, I don't know. If it's. I guess it's more the managers than anybody, but you could almost get rid of the free runner at second base too. Yeah, I think because that was too. a time thing as much as anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the manager, the managers want that rule because they're afraid to use the way they use their bullpens now. They don't like to have to play twelve or thirteen innings someday. So, anyway, really quick, Patrick know. Masters is awfully good too. Let's talk one minute or two minutes here. Yeah, it was the uh, we uh, boy Kepka went in the tank, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But uh, he was four ahead and uh, looking very confident when they started the. Uh, the marathon and i think those guys he and uh rom played 12 holes or 13 was it 13 holes uh in the morning 12 or yeah. 13 12 or 13 no i guess it was 12 they they were done with six holes and he was up four and uh you know there he ends up getting beat by uh five right so he ended yeah up, or he got he got beat by uh uh rom playing However many holes he played with him yesterday, so let's see, 12, uh, 30 holes beat him by eight strokes yesterday. Yeah. So, well, oh, and Rob, his... what a player! What a player! And you know, he looks on the on a course. He's got a. He's only twenty eight years old, but he's got a forty year old body on. Yes. Him, you know, as far as it's, I mean, he's obviously in good shape. It just looks like he's lumpy. Right. He's got an odd body, but uh, when you hear him talk, he's really a sharp guy and an yes. outgoing guy but when he's on the golf course there's not a lot of humor and uh no he's uh he's a fantastic player and he also saved us from the live bonanza yes uh, phil and uh phil reed and uh kepka go they'll finish in the top six so i'm sure live is going to uh be celebrated what's with phil that he can go down there and play and he can't play anywhere else it's uh I don't know. He, he played good at uh he played good yesterday. Great yesterday, sixty-five. But uh I, I've never been a failed fan, even when he was popular. Okay. Yes. Uh but uh smile and Phil, I've always thought it was a phony act, but uh and I've been around him enough. And he not very popular with his uh the other players either no. or the whole lib thing. But uh but uh you know, you gotta give him credit. He goes out and shoots sixty five and by the end the crowd was roaring and in his uh in his favor weird tournament though uh Roy yeah. McElroy, justin thomas and roy McElroy don't make the cut and yeah uh, it's uh but ram is uh definitely the best player in the world right now and uh it's uh it's uh it, it is interesting now his wife's an arizona state uh gal she's uh okay and mickelson's uh mickelson's brother coached him at arizona state mickelson's huh. brother there was a quote from, I mean, Phil turned into a PR man. He was just saying how great Rom was. And he said the first time he played with him, he, he was, a you know, a young guy and he shot 60. No, he said the first time he played with him was just as I pick up round in college because of his yeah. brother. He shot 62. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he could play. And he, he was one of those, like, 12-year-old Spanish phenomenons, too. You yeah. Know, he was a kid, but... Uh, it's uh, 
it is funny when one of those Spanish guys wins, man, they, the crew that shows up, they love, <laughs> they love those guys. And uh, Jim Nance working hard to make a big deal out of another Spanish guy wins on Sevy's birthday. Uh, that yeah. worked for Sergio who actually knew Sevy. Right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, not, uh, not quite so much this time, but uh, yeah, it was a they they it was amazing they got it in because it yes it looked like that it was flooding down there, man, alive the rain they had the creeks the creeks down there were up at the top of their banks and anything. I I I got to mention one more thing. You know, they bought that land from the Augusta Country Club to move the tee back on thirteen and yeah get it up there and on the other side of the fence. And I always wonder how they did it. They bought the eighth green and the ninth fairway, which was right behind their golf course. So they had to figure out 25 mil. Yeah. In 2017. Amazing. For that, that is some high price real estate. Yes. And I saw the release from the Augusta country. We have reached an agreement with our great neighbors next door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I held them up like thieves. Yeah, twenty five million for that <laughs> Plus, they had to redo the golf course for him to get those to replace those two holes. That's amazing. <laughs> well, anyway, great tournament. Nobody punched each other or punched a wall either. So good stuff from uh, Sue Ann in today's paper. Too. Yes, I agree. He did a good job there for sure. Yep. He was on a few times with me last week, kind of setting it all up and talking about the early round. So. Yeah, he does a great job covering it. Patrick, thank you, sir. All right, sir. Talk to you. Bye-bye.